This podcast series is part of Hashtag Hour, a new grassroots project that brings together personal stories of all backgrounds to widen discussions on existing and important issues that are often silenced. Interested in the project or want to contribute to our work? Check out www.ourcontext.org. What does it mean to be a woman and a Bulgarian national studying law in Germany? In this episode, Anne-Marie shares with us various instances where she felt different or felt the need to be different as a young Eastern European woman studying and socializing in a German community of a specific background. Her stories and reflections also reveal the complexity of racism, particularly amongst white people. I'm Fumi, this is Hashagar Racism, and this is the story of Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie was born to two Bulgarian parents and grew up in Sofia, the capital of Bulgaria. Her parents, who had the means, prepared Anne-Marie from an early age to pursue both her studies and career outside Bulgaria. How? They sent her to a German school. But Anne-Marie says she was not the only one to follow this path. It was like a mix of my parents planned it and also it just happened. (laughs) But I would say that, first of all, it has to do with Bulgaria being just one of the fastest shrinking countries in the world, I think. And it's just a lot of, it's this political situation, like the economic situation is not very good. So a lot of people want to emigrate and go to like live a different place. And so it starts really early. That's the point I'm trying to make. Like in Bulgaria, like people try to get their children in an international school at a very early age to like get familiar with the language, with the culture, like to basically prepare them for (laughs) moving abroad and starting a life abroad and I think that's what my parents kind of planned for me or like it happened and then as it was happening they were like oh actually it's a good idea let's like let her continue go to this German school so yeah I think that was the reason my parents just thought it was a good school and then thought well She's going to have a German diploma and then she can move to Germany and it's going to be way easier for her than if she goes to a Bulgarian school. And it's a very, it's a real phenomenon, I would say, in Bulgaria. It's also like I try to say, oh, well, it was my like own decision to to move to Germany. And like, and it was my own decision because, because I could have stayed there. I could have gone anywhere else. But it's, it is very particular that I grew up and my like knowing that, well, what's on the table is that I like go to study somewhere else and maybe stay there. And what's maybe also on the table, but we would have to think about it is that I just stay in my home country. Like it wasn't, and that was not not only for me, it was like for everyone, like I was socialized with, it was, it was like that for everyone. Like it was more uncommon to hear someone say, oh, well, I'm staying in Bulgaria than to hear someone say, oh, well, I'm going to London or like to whatever. Anne-Marie says that Bulgarians perceive Western Europe in a positive light, which is the reason why she and the people around her left the country after finishing their high school studies. I think they frame it as a world with more opportunities because Bulgaria is so negatively framed. Like, Bulgarians are very negative about their own country and with reason, like, I mean, not everything's bad. It's not true, but politically and economically, it is difficult to to live there for a lot of people. So it is very negatively framed. So on the contrary, like the abroad is very positively framed and like full of opportunities and good universities and good education. 
At the age of 18, Anne-Marie left Bulgaria to pursue a law degree in Heidelberg, a small city in southwest Germany. She says that she probably has it easier there than other Eastern Europeans because she was exposed to the German education system and culture from an early age. Heidelberg is a small city, I would say, and it's not very international, especially because I study law. It's like mainly Germans in my course. So also like I would say not only Germans, but Germans from a very specific social economic group. And it's very white, like it's really predominantly white. So it's really not very international, not multicultural, not, it's just very homogenic. But that being said, there are a lot of Eastern Europeans, like proportion wise, that also study law. But it's also very difficult to, for, for me to generalize it because I know that it's like, it's, it's, I went to a German school. So I, like, I, it's, different for me than it is like for a person who didn't go to a German school and then studies in Heidelberg so I think like for a lot of Bulgarians who didn't go through that that study law it's different for them than it is for me. Depending on where you're listening to this podcast from you might be puzzled as to why a white woman might experience racialized discrimination in a white city but there are different shades of white and in western Europe eastern Europeans such as Bulgarians are often perceived negatively and framed as being different. And Anne-Marie experienced her dose of stereotypes, especially the first year she arrived in Heidelberg. She says she played along with it. The first year that I was in Heidelberg, I, like people were either surprised that I am not starving and poor, or they assumed that my parents were in the mafia. And I would say that that's something which a lot of Eastern Europeans go through, either one extreme or the other. So, for example, I remember, it's a bit strange, but I lived, like, for a few weeks, I was in a hotel in Heidelberg because I couldn't find a place to stay, I couldn't rent an apartment. It was it was also very difficult to rent an apartment with my name, so that was maybe a factor. So I stayed in uh, in a hotel, and when people found out about it, like my peers that I was only beginning to get to know... They were like, oh, well, of course. I mean, then it must be like my parents must be in, ma- in the mafia. There's no other explanation how like an Eastern European can afford to live in a hotel. And I would say that's something that has stayed like I think that's something that's it's still like that to this day. If somebody like if whatever, if I wear something more expensive, it's immediately like it arouses questions. I remember trying to be cool about it. And like, I was, I I was like playing into like the stereotype because I knew like either I'm going to be like stereotyped as like a bad Eastern European or I'm going to be stereotyped as the person who lives in a hotel. So I, I wanted to be stereotyped as a person who lives in a hotel, which isn't cool. Like, it's so stupid. Why would I do that? But I remember doing it. I felt like. I needed to be accepted and maybe I was thinking that I would be more accepted if I'm like whatever it's very silly that I should say good or bad Eastern European but like not the Eastern European that's gonna rob your car or steal your stuff which is also by the way a thing that a lot like that's if we're talking about portrayal of Eastern Europeans in media that's what you think like I'm going to steal your stuff or your jobs or your 
belongings. So I didn't want to be like stereotyped as this person. I, w- I preferred to be stereotyped as the person who lives in the hotel. I remember also like saying that I am going to fly home for the weekend, which I mean, come on, it's Europe. There's Ryanair. It's not that big of a deal. So I remember mentioning that I'm flying home over the weekend and like a particular person was so surprised like that I could afford it to spontaneously fly home. And I was like, it's not that big of a deal, but yeah. So it's a very like, I think the financial thing is really honestly very like it's it's very typically connected to Eastern Europeans that like either you're poor or you're like mafia there's if you if you have if you're comfortable in some way it's just not it's it's just weird Anne-Marie says she remembers feeling extra pressure excelling in her studies because she felt like she had to prove to others that she was competent something that she still feels to this day When I moved to Germany I was really trying to prove myself <laughs> I'm not sure as I'm really not sure how much of it is connected to me as a person my character like my perfectionism i don't know or like me as an eastern european in in germany i'm not sure but i remember i really tried to like prove myself and i had like this extra pressure of if i don't <laughs> succeed in my first year exams i was really worried that people are going to think that i didn't do well because i'm like bulgarian and i just didn't speak the language or whatever and I do speak the language and it's not a problem but I always have this in the back of my mind that I don't want to I don't want people to think that I'm I'm bad because I'm Bulgarian if I don't do well I want people to to know that I didn't do well because I just whatever was lazy didn't study enough it's almost like like you're I don't know it's it's stupid to say but it's also almost like you're like Bulgarians depend on how I do Like if I do well then Bulgarians are like capable and if I don't do well then Bulgarians aren't capable and it's stupid like why should I represent my like the entire country of 7 million people I'm just me and whatever I do is whatever I do I must say to this day every time I have to say something I'm so terrified that I'm going to like forget German all of a sudden and like won't be able to I don't know maybe that maybe that's also like specifically me and doesn't have anything to do with me being eastern european because I think I I just I have such a fear of being judged if I if I forget the language and if I just attract any sort of attention towards the fact that I am not from here which is very strange She also developed a pet peeve over the last few years One of my pet peeves and honestly I really have to go like I really have to think about why it's such a pet peeve, but I hate it when like people find out that I'm Bulgarian and they're like, oh my God, so why is your German so good? And I really, I honestly, <laughs> I hate it so much because I, I don't know, it just, maybe it is because it, then I'm pin like I'm surrounded by this German circle and then it's like, oh wow, this is a Bulgarian girl and she can speak perfect German. And of course I kind of understand why you would say that. And I, it's it's there's no malicious intent like they're just honestly like oh wow but at the same time i'm always wondering would you be so surprised if a german person went to england and spoke perfect english like would an english person be so surprised i'm not sure i'm always like 
how should I answer this question? Like, wh- how how is your German so good? Well, I obviously I just studied it. What <laughs> what do you want out of this conversation? So, yeah, that's something that really like it happens to me very often. Anne Marie has a German sounding first name. Her last name, though, sounds Eastern European, and she says that she encountered some issues with this, especially when it came to renting an apartment. But Anne-Marie has a difficult time assessing whether her experiences, particularly those she went through when she was 18, was due to racist biases or simply because of her age. Renting an apartment is an issue, but it's also, it's, it's very, it's, I, I should say it's always a question of, oh, okay, is this now because I'm Bulgarian and it's just discriminatory or is it just a valid reason? For example, when I was renting the apartment where I'm living now, I needed a guarantee guarantee and then i said well of course i have my parents but like they're in bulgaria and they were like oh no then like that doesn't work so i don't know if it was if if it actually like legally was just more inconvenient it could be like i should know but i don't know but maybe it was more inconvenient because my parents are in bulgaria and whatever it's just more difficult to get the guarantee in bulgaria but they were like oh no it doesn't work so maybe like we're not giving the apartment and then i had to like leave a larger amount of money for the deposit and like it evened it out but yeah so I think it is more difficult but I'm always it's very difficult to say if if it's like yeah because I'm Bulgarian or if it's just a valid reason because it's you can't it, it's more of a risk because you can't have a, like a Bulgarian guarantee I don't know I was just thinking about and that's really not a very good thing that I did but I remember when I was subletting my apartment and I was looking for like a person and I got so many requests and I actually do remember also being like hmm I don't know this name sounds too foreign I don't know if I'm gonna do this which is like not okay it's it's not okay at all but I remember being like this because I was myself I was like oh well I prefer someone who I can like talk to and who whatever I have like a common ground with. It's so stupid. It like you can have a common ground with anyone. Anne-Marie says she hasn't spoken to anyone about some of her experiences of being othered, from feeling pressure to excel in university to struggling to find apartments. Because her experiences are not clear cut and evade straightforward ideas about discrimination. Maybe maybe I can like generalize this now, but I think because if we say racism towards Eastern Europeans or like whatever discriminatory behavior towards Eastern Europeans, it's not very direct. Like it's, it, it, it isn't, it isn't because obviously we are not people of color. We are also white and it's also, we are Christian. So we don't have like the, you know, so, so it's not, it's not that striking, I would say. And like everything is very, I mean, it, it exists definitely it exists like some sort of discrimination towards Eastern Europeans but you just don't maybe it's not as tangible so there are not a lot of situations where you can go oh yeah that happened because I'm from Bulgaria but she says she sometimes talks with her peers about the way Bulgarians are portrayed in their law studies which reproduces negative stereotypes very interestingly because I study law and we have to do a lot of like law cases and whatever and in criminal law, every time we have in a textbook an example of theft or burglary or whatever, the person who does it is an Eastern European. Like it's always like an Eastern European group of people, they get a car and then drive off into the distance. And that's very, I don't know. 
it's you just you don't see any other examples other other than if it's like an ethnic group it's always the eastern european group i've told my friends and they're always like what yeah true it's actually really weird because you never i mean i i'm not saying you should have like also muslim people who like whatever steal cars you should that, that's not what i'm saying you just shouldn't point out that it's an eastern european person who's stealing the car you know of course there's a lot of eastern europeans people who steal cars of course and maybe it's i am not saying it doesn't exist but it's you don't have to write it in a textbook and reinforce it anna he also recalls watching a netflix show called unorthodox with her white german boyfriend the show was about a hasidic jewish woman from brooklyn new york fleeing to berlin to start a new life away from her community and the beliefs she grew up with The show received critical acclaim and won many awards. Anne-Marie enjoyed the show, but she had one problem with it. Something that her boyfriend failed to recognize. It was a really good show, but I was just I I I ha- like it's it's so interesting because I watched it with my German boyfriend <laughs> who who noticed that it's very like multicultural and like such a good show blah blah and what he didn't notice is that like the only two people who were like from eastern europe and portrayed in the show were like the cleaner and the prostitute and that was it it's a show that really focused on when she moved to berlin she met all of these kind of different people who were really accepting because they were from all over over the world and stuff like that but still the only two eastern europeans were the cleaner and the prostitute and that's something which actually really frustrates me because you just never see a normal portrayal of course there, there has to be a a cleaner in the show but why would you necessarily pick her to be eastern european you can just like a pick a german cleaner it's not that difficult so it is a conscious decision then to put the cleaner as an eastern european lady you just you don't have to do it and it reinforces a stereotype which is very unfortunate and i have a lot of friends who are actors and who are looking for jobs and they are actually they're telling me that the only kind of like you get typecasted as if you're a guy as like the mafia dude and if you're a girl as a sex worker and that's the way it works and also a good example is the new borat movie his daughter is actually played by a bulgarian actress which also brilliant job she's really really good in it the movie is fantastic but it's also kind of frustrating because once again it's like the only it's the only job a bulgarian can get that she's portraying Boris's daughter. Anne-Marie has also been questioning the recent hype around traveling to Eastern Europe. It's become very trendy to like travel to Eastern Europe amongst hipsters and like take a whatever like a train and then live cheap and and not like this binge drinking kind of thing but like it's become just honestly it's become very trendy and like to write with the Cyrillic alphabet and And I've noticed this also amongst my Instagram <laughs> like the the people I follow on Instagram that they travel to Ukraine and whatever and then they take a lot of pictures of buildings there and then it's very edgy because it's so gray and like whatever you would associate with Russia and I think it's so interesting that it's just if Eastern Europe is becoming more relevant it's only because of the aesthetic and it's so silly to me but I guess it's 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 nothing that it's that is limited to Eastern Europe. A lot of people a lot of things and people become only known for the aesthetic, but 
it it's strange, especially the going traveling to Eastern Europe and taking pictures of the buildings there and then posting them on Instagram because it's somehow edgy is something that is very frustrating for me because I know like people living in these buildings and it's, I mean it's something it's it's just a bit frustrating when the aesthetic of Eastern Europe is cool enough to post, but like you wouldn't read an Eastern European book like by an Eastern European author. So I would say that is frustrating. It 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 does make me feel a bit sad, but also I mean I get it. I I also when I travel I take pictures of buildings that I think look cool. And I don't know if I reflect on my choices in that very moment. So I try not to be overly judgmental but I do agree it looks cool sometimes. It can look edgy, but it's just very Oh, it's just very silly when you travel to, to Eastern Europe, you take pictures of it, but then you go back to Germany and you still have these kind of stereotypes of Eastern Europeans and it's just it's just very silly. I, I but it anyway, it's it's just I think it's always so kind of unfortunate when people travel places and they don't try to experience the culture and get into it and read more about it in the history and they just take pictures and leave but i mean that's very that's the way it is now and it's not like i always do it it's <laughs> i'm guilty of doing it too when i get like a runner flight and go to some place for two days of course i don't read about the history and the so Anne-Marie often says i'm not sure if this happened to me because i'm bulgarian or because of my age or because of my personality she hasn't been able to put her experiences into words because she grew up with a certain understanding of racism, particularly growing up in Bulgaria. I grew up thinking that racism was like just racism towards black people. And and that's it. And because in Bulgaria there aren't a lot of black people, I thought it's like an American problem or just something that happens in this in these big western countries and not something that happened that's in bulgaria particularly so that's how i grew up and then i moved to heidelberg and it's also very predominantly white so i didn't encounter problems here as well but then i would say maybe this year or like the last two years i've been thinking about it more and i mean i still haven't figured everything out I would say I think it's very difficult but I want to educate myself and I've just only now realized that racism isn't only towards black people that maybe I have faced some sort of racism and the definition is very broad and not that American as I thought it it would be for example I grew up not only thinking racism is towards black people but I grew up thinking or like a lot of like the adults in my life were always telling me how, oh yeah, Eastern Europeans, they're always like in Western Europe, Europe, they're always like secondhand people. You know, that when I move to, or whatever, if I ever move to Western Europe, but like more like when, <laughs> like I'm going to be a secondhand person. So it's very normal and people are laughing about it. We're like, whatever, just secondhand people. It's just it's just like a joke. Like, yeah, we're secondhand people to them. It's just the way it is. And I was always like, ha yeah, it's just the way that it is. And only now do I realize, well, that maybe is some sort of racism if it's true. And it is definitely in some way true. 
I would say in Bulgaria, maybe what I didn't realize as well when I was younger is that like you have a huge like Sintian Roma problem or like what problem it's not but you have like like the integration process is very difficult in Bulgaria because of racism and so you don't like in Bulgaria you don't say Sintian Roma you say another word that I'm not going to mention now but that's very yeah so words do matter. Anne-Marie is just beginning to think about racism and look at her own lived experiences through the lens of racism. Not the lens of racism she grew up with or racism being an American and Western issue, but the lens of how racism is also her issue as an Eastern European woman living in Germany. Looking back at some of her moments in Heidelberg, she begins to see some of them in a different light. I would have been more conscious of why I was having these thoughts had I spoken about it to someone. I try to be conscious of it and I, yeah try to look back on my choices and decisions and situations that I've been in and kind of like think about, yeah, reflect if it was just the way it is or if I kind of like pushed myself to adapt although I, d- although I wasn't feeling that comfortable, I don't know. You can find more information about the Cinti and Roma Anne-Marie referred to in this episode as well as other articles, books and videos she recommends people to take a look at on Bulgarians and racism on our website, www.ourcontext.org. You can also find the transcript of this episode on our website in English, French, German and Italian. If you have a personal story to share, reach out to us on our website, Instagram or Twitter. You can find us by typing in hashtag our underscore racism. This is Fumi and hashtag our racism. See you in two weeks! This episode was produced and edited by me, Fumi. Introductory score by Luke and Yui. Other music by Pete Morris, Crescent Music, and Fugu Vibes. A big thank you to Anne-Marie for her time and energy in sharing with us some of her painful memories and sharing with us important reflections on this issue.